0: Welcome to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast, where we explore the spirituality of the Christian child through the method of catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I am your host, Carrie Mecki Lozano. Thank you all for joining us this week. I am very excited because we will be discussing the book, Look at the Light, Words on Loss and Love from Sophia Cavalletti. This is a book that uh, came to me at a very special time in my life god has a beautiful way of giving us exactly what we need and recently i lost somebody that is incredibly important to me and i had to start reading this book in order to prepare for this episode and sophia's words were like balm to my heart um she has a very beautiful way of accompanying you and your sorrow and in your pain what a gift she must have been to Patricia, who she wrote these letters to, as she was mourning different people in her life. This book has helped me to really appreciate how Sophia can put words together. But the other thing about this book is that it's it's really not limited to those who have lost somebody or accompanying somebody through their pain of any kind. It's, it's very much a beautiful reflection On loss of any kind. And in our world today, we are all experiencing different forms of loss with the pandemic that is going on. And I found Sophia's words to be particularly consoling um, for the different forms of loss that I've been experiencing in these last six months or so. So I'm really excited to share this episode with each of you. And I hope, and my hope is that it will bring you light in the places in your life where you have experienced loss or pain of any kind. And I hope that it also might give you light in how you can help accompany the people in your life who are experiencing pain of any kind. Welcome, Michaela, to the Good Shepherd and the Child podcast. We are so happy to have you with us today.
1: Thank you, Carrie. It's a privilege. Thank you so much.
0: Michaela, would you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, I am an editor at Liturgy Training Publications. Um, It's an agency with the Archdiocese of Chicago. I've been there for six years, and I am mainly responsible for the resources for children and for families. And over the last two years, I've been the liaison with CGS USA. And so my role in this in the sense is to be a partner and to collaborate with uh, CGS USA and help to develop and promote resources of our shared
0: values and our mission. Well, we really appreciate the work that you've helped us with the book, Look mm-hmm. at the Light, which is a collaboration of Letters by Sophia Cavaletti. Would you talk a little bit about um, this unique book and what it is? Yes. Yeah, so this is sort of a, a little treasure, I
1: think in terms of these very warm and personal letters um, between two friends who have sustained a friendship over decades. And while you don't really need to know who specifically Sophia and Patricia are in this sense. Anyone can pick this book up and be able to relate to the messages of hope and comfort. They offered each other such mm-hmm. solace and accompaniment in the time when each of them in different phases of their life was experiencing grief or suffering or had to... Mm-hmm go through the, the illness and suffering of a, of a loved one. Um, and so mm-hmm. these are very warm and heartfelt letters between two very close friends. And I think that in a sense, we do need this sort of, of comfort in this time, right? With, with the pandemic mm-hmm. still still with us, even as we hope and pray for some sort of cure or even a treatment. It's still so important to be able to rely on the faith and to witness that these were two faith-filled women who were able to bear up with life sufferings, just knowing that they had each other and and they had their faith in in Jesus Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing that I really appreciated as I was reading this book is that it offered a lot of hope for the light, but it also allowed yourself Mm -hmm. to grieve and mourn, like you can read in their letters, the pain that they were feeling, and there wasn't a pushing away of the pain, there wasn't a masking of the pain, like they very much allowed themselves to feel what they were feeling, but then they also accompanied those feelings of grief and loss with remembering the resurrection and light, and I appreciated what usually I think is like juxtaposed Mm -hmm. feelings. That are right next to each other because I think that it's important when we are experiencing any form of loss to allow ourselves to feel the grief. Yes. um, But not get lost in it. Right. Because remember that there is a resurrection.
1: Right, right. And I agree with you, Carrie, because throughout the book, both Sophia and Patricia recognize that suffering and loss and death are a part of life, they never deny it. Mm And even Sophia says that it's not, you know, confronting death is never easy. I think she said something like that. in. Mm -hmm. there's some words in that in in this book. Um, But in any case, they acknowledge it. They confront it. They don't deny that it doesn't exist. In doing so, though, they also believe that, and as we all do, right, that suffering and loss and death bring about new life. Mm-hmm. I mean, Even Jesus himself, before he died, he acknowledged that he must die. And in John 12, 24, he says that the grain of wheat has to fall to the mm-hmm. ground and die. And if it doesn't, it just remains a grain of wheat. Mm-hmm. And and I, what I noticed as I prayed about this yesterday was that Jesus uses the words fall and die. So unless it does those things, then it won't flourish. It won't produce. It won't bear any fruit. Mm-hmm. So it has to go through a falling, mm-hmm. a dying, in mm-hmm. order to transform into
0: new life. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very evident in that scripture and throughout these letters that it, it's very evident that they have a value for the death, mm-hmm. even that it's one step. And I I was trying to find the exact quote. I feel like she was saying death is a school of faith. That yes. this experience of walking with someone who is gravely ill or walking with someone who is dying or walking after somebody has died, that that has a school of faith. There's one quote. I'm going to read what the letter that's on page 26. It's, it's very short. I also love how very small they are because I think it, in these moments when we're feeling such pain, like these little short, beautiful words is are all that we need and are capable of. Mm-hmm. Yes. She says, my wish is that you have eyes capable of seeing the resurrection. Even when reality seems contradictory, Christian mm-hmm. faith is an obstinate faith. I am sure you will rise to the obstinacy. Tell me your news and tell me that Easter is truly Easter for you. Right. Right. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's it's a beautiful way of writing. Like I am not capable, this is not my gift to write this beautiful. <laughs> so it's a whole nother respect that I have for Sophia Cavaletti that um yes. she writes letters to her loved ones so beautifully. Yes. But then also this beautiful acknowledgement of the seed that must die and then the fruit Mm -hmm. that it bears with the resurrection.
1: Right. Right. Yes. And I think what is um, so powerful and beautiful about Sophia, too, is that she's able to just capture the essential. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the whole thrust of of the catechesis of the Good Shepherd, Mm -hmm. get to the essential Mm -hmm. and really to the most important thing. And really, it's just offering that bit of hope to Patricia that even amidst all of the pain and the suffering and the grief, that we're able to focus on what it is that we will come out of Mm -hmm. on the
0: other side. Mm -hmm. And that's the new life. Yeah, I, Patricia even says it in her, her introduction. She says, a lot of love can be stilled into a few words. Yes. And it's really beautiful because all of us can relate to those moments in our lives when we've been next to somebody who's experiencing pain or loss of any capacity and you don't mm-hmm. know what to say. And yes. this book is a beautiful example that you don't have to say much, that there is mm-hmm. value in walking with someone who is suffering, Walking with me, right. ill or in, in pain, just she says many times in her letters. I am thinking of you. I just wanted to write this to let you know that I have been thinking of you, or um, I want you to know that you are with us right now in the atrium with the children. She just wanted Patricia to know you are you are loved, you are seen, you are here, even in the midst yeah. of pain that I can do nothing about. Even though we're on literally on different continents, I am with you, right. And I think that's so important,
1: Carrie, you know, in my own life, I have um, some elderly friends who have lost their spouses Mm -hmm. um, over the last few months. And I don't think I've ever experienced a time in which I have known people who have lost so much in Mm -hmm. so little amount of time. And so one of my friends, I have made a point to just call and check in with her only because she had lost her husband and she was looking for some support. And what she found were some grief resources, but they were all online. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those situations in which she's a little bit older. She's not as comfortable with technology. And so she was hesitant to take advantage of this resource that um, was offered to her and she cried about it. She, mm. I called her and she said, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not the same. And so I've just made a point to just call her. And even though our, our conversations have been probably about 10 to 15 minutes and most of it is just her weeping and and letting me know that she missed her husband dearly, it's that phone call. It's just that one bit of time that I could spend with her, even though I'm far away, but just to let her know that I'm there. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so important now, and perhaps more than ever, in which we still have to continually social distance. And our normal routines, our former ways of being together or grieving in community or being with one another have changed. And so this book is evident of how these two friends on two different continents were still able to sustain mm-hmm. some sort of connection or
0: relationship or accompaniment in really tough times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that it is a testimony to one of the deepest longings of our heart to just be seen. It is most pronounced, I think, when we are suffering in any way or we feel alone in any way. Right. Um And this is something you see even in the children in in the atrium or in our lives when, you know, like my children sometimes will get really excited and crazy and energetic (laughs) jumping around. And and sometimes I just notice like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And I notice that really what's happening is they're wanting to be seen in that moment. So I will like get in their face and just say, I see you. I see you right (laughs) here. I'm right here. I see you. You are loved. And I think that that is a deep longing that each of us have in our hearts. And it is most pronounced when we are suffering. And so I think Sophia and Patricia give us a beautiful example of how, and like you were just saying with your friends, how we can walk alongside somebody and we don't Mm -hmm. have to have the right words or the right actions, but to just know, I see you, you are loved right that i'm thinking of you i still
1: hold you in prayer and that don't lose hope and don't lose faith mm-hmm. um it could be so easy to fall into the temptation of hopelessness and despair and you know and once we get on that track right it, it's very difficult mm-hmm. to come back up so we really need to adhere to what sophia constantly even says in this book and and that is to increase our faith, her constant prayer. And she says it several times in her letters to Patricia, Lord, increase our faith.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think right now we have a world that is experiencing different kinds of loss. So many Mm -hmm. people have lost their jobs or um, lost loved ones or just lost their reality the way that they knew it. Yes. um, So many people from the youngest children that we love and serve to the elderly and everything in between are experiencing all different forms of loss right now. And I think that this book gives us a beautiful light to remember that we can be each other's light and we can point each other to the true light.
1: Yes. Yes. I think that the simplest way or just the easiest way to just be to accompany one another is to continue to have that sort of compassion Mm -hmm. with one another to be kind. Right now, there's so many stresses in the world, and we don't need to add to one another stresses. But also for all believers to know that this is not going to be forever. Mm -hmm. The suffering is not going to be forever and we need to hold faith and we need to keep looking at the light and Christ is our light. Mm
0: -hmm. It's like Sophia said that we are Easter people that is truly Easter for you. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we, we believe in a resurrection and that is a resurrection of all forms. So this is not the end. Right. Right. I really enjoyed her analogy about the dew. I've never thought about dew in the way that she described it. And Patricia blessed us with some short excerpts of some writings that Sophia did specifically Mm -hmm. on the dew. And she was talking about how dew in nature, like it's like this slow water dripping, unlike rain where it's this huge pouring, dew is this like subtle nutrients, That is slowly giving nutrients to the earth. And Sophia talks about the dew in regards to God and God's love for us and how it's slowly unfolding within us. And I have never thought of it that way before. And there's that one part of the mass where we talk about um, like a dew drop. And I feel like that line of the liturgy is going to mean so much more to me now with this specific imagery in mind.
1: Right. Right. When you think of do, it occurs every day, right at dawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And so the dew is just this gentle mm-hmm. um, sprinkling, like a little gift from God. You know, I think of it as God comes to us every single day and we just have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And we were, were so immersed in so many things. So many things that we have to think about. What's our day gonna look like today? But if we just pay attention in that in that moment at the beginning of each day that God is trying to speak to us. Yes. That's how I see the that imagery. It's really beautiful. And you're right too, it is a very subtle. It's a subtle way of of water coming upon us. And it's not strong like a flood or a rainstorm mm-hmm. or a thunderstorm.
0: And it is, it's a very subtle way of God telling us that he loves us and that he's Mm -hmm. here and that we're seen. And what another beautiful antidote for that feeling of loss and aloneness that we can feel in our life, that, that idea of do. And I love how you mentioned it's every morning because it is, it's every morning that God is there saying, I'm right here. I'm, I'm everything you need. I have all the moisture that you need to seep into your heart. Just let me. Right. What beautiful love.
1: I think Carrie, I do want to talk about how people are questioning why this is happening to us. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to look at this in terms of God punishing us or sending some sign to us that he's displeased. I don't think that it this is I don't think that this is from God. I think that God allows everything to happen, mm-hmm. whether it's good or evil. It just, it happens because he gives us free will. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't want people to think that this is a punishment. I don't Mm -hmm. think it is. Um, It's an opportunity for us to emerge as different people. We share this suffering. The entire world is going through this in some form. Mm -hmm. And so this is really a shared experience of the entire world. So the question is how do we come out the other side mm-hmm. as different as stronger people of people as people of faith. And so this is an opportunity I think to examine ourselves and how we look at the idea of suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this in terms of does it make our faith stronger? How
0: are we going to be resilient? I've always imagined the suffering that Jesus had to endure and chose Mm -hmm. to endure as a beautiful example to us that there is value there um if jesus himself chose suffering if Mm -hmm. if that is our example then we as his followers will follow him through that suffering as well and i i agree with you that i don't i i don't think that god desires for us to suffer i don't think that he created suffering i believe Mm -hmm. that he allows it, just like everything in our life, to be possible stepping stools for us to grow closer to Him and fall more in love with Him just like right. the cross just like Jesus is suffering right yeah, suffering is a huge it's a huge topic and I feel that it's one that can be pondered for a long time yes but I, what I also
1: find incredibly beautiful is that Within the atrium, you know, children are exposed to the mystery of life and death. Mm-hmm. I think there might be a cultural aversion to having children witness pain or suffering, or mm-hmm. children have questions about it. But in the atrium, y- you talk about it freely, right? Yes. Death isn't something to be necessarily feared. I'm hoping, Carrie you could talk a little bit more about the presentation of the mystery of life and death and how children in the atrium are uh, presented
0: with that material. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful material. It's one of my favorites, even though it's probably one that is most intimidating to do because it requires a lot of preparation. But Uh um, where we plant the seed so many weeks before and then so many weeks before and then at the appointed time, we unearthed the seed that was from six weeks ago, and we unearthed okay. the seed that was from four weeks ago, or which, whichever amount of time that you have planted them. And you ponder with the child wow, look at this seed. What has happened to this seed? It has, what does it look like compared to this seed that is a little bit okay. younger? And the sprout that is coming out of the seed, what is happening? And this, be- it's this beautiful imagery where you see the seed actually dying Yeah, the oldest shoot. You see it actually withering and the shell of the seed kind of falling off of it. And you see this progression because you have this seed that was planted 10 days ago and two weeks ago and four weeks ago and six weeks ago. So you have this beautiful image. Physical image for the child to look at of the seed slowly dying. But you also have this beautiful image for the child to see of the shoot that mm-hmm. started to grow and is bigger and is bigger, the older the seed is. So it is a gift to us that God has planted in nature for us to see that death literally creates new life. Yeah. And so it allows us to ponder. The value of death, whether we're talking about Jesus on the cross or a death mm-hmm. of a loved one that Sophia talks about, how this is a beautiful presentation to do for a child, maybe right after or at some point after they have lost somebody very special to them or mm-hmm. any form of loss in our life. Mm-hmm. But death can create new life, just like the seed died and the new beautiful shoot grew out of it. Yeah and i
1: think so often we adults shy away from these kinds of hard conversations with young children but in the presentation of the mystery of life and death how you are able to frame something that could be perceived as scary or mm-hmm. or negative mm-hmm. it's really a it's so beautiful and mm-hmm. and wonderfully wonderfully based on john 12:24 mm-hmm. and allows children to really to see, to be able to touch the seeds and the sprouts and to look at the shells falling away in in the different stages of growth and how the catechist is able to unveil each stage of growth, Mm -hmm. to be able to see that, look, what Jesus says is, unless the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just the grain of wheat. But
0: if if it does, it it will flourish and it will bear fruit. Yeah, it doesn't just have new life, it hasn't the abundance. Yet. Yes. Multiple new grains that are growing out of the shoot. Yeah. 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 I, I think it is a beautiful image to give us all about suffering, death, and loss. Like mm-hmm. I have there are very few places that I have seen such a positive image about death and loss than that right. presentation. Right. And we give it to the youngest child. Yes, yes. How do they typically respond to the presentation, Carrie? What are some of the things that they say? In my experience, they love to get their fingers dirty. So they like, <laughs> they like digging into the dirt and finding uh-huh. the seed and the finding the shoot coming out of it. Uh-huh. And Many children have not done any kind of gardening or planting or anything. So this is a really beautiful new experience for them. And so for them to physically see... That see die and the new life that is coming from it, it creates this oh, and it's just like a well. What do you see? What do you think is happening? What do you think this means? Moments mm-hmm. that makes them go oh wow, oh wow, it's really beautiful. I've most of my experience has been children. It's just that awe, yeah, that out of them, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It is apparent that Sophia both in this book and then when we see presentations like this that her and Shiana were able to provide for us, that their view of death was one of reverence.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, not only of reverence, but of an acknowledgement that this is part of our everyday experience as human beings on earth and that we shouldn't shy away from mm-hmm. from th- these sorts of conversations, Mm -hmm. um, with children. I think children are incredibly resilient. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of also relying on, on scripture Mm -hmm. and in the words of Jesus to be able to communicate to children that Mm -hmm. this is, this is part of life. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a real Testament to Sophia and Gianna really knowing and understanding that it is really just the essentials. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sugarcoat anything or try to recreate any sort of explanations. Just look to scripture.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like Sophia with these letters, just we can be very essential about it. We don't have to have lofty explanations about what death is. Right. We just like the mystery of life and death. We could just provide that scripture to the child and, and ponder it and read it a few times. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Um, Sensuality is is all that is necessary, especially with something as emotional as death and loss. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. And I think that with this small book, I mean, it's not very long. You know, it's about 70 pages, if that. Mm -hmm. And really, you could take your time with this book. You could read Sophia's words, and there are questions to ponder in solitude or with a trusted friend and reflect. There are scripture passages on which to ponder and pray with. And the hope is that with every page you read and and ponder, that provides some sort of comfort or for that moment, a way to articulate a prayer to God, Mm -hmm. whether it's asking him to please make me feel better today or, or, you know, I hope, you know, I miss my husband mm-hmm. or I miss my job, mm-hmm. um, whatever it might be. It's to allow, allow for contemplation, allow for a conversation with God, mm-hmm. allow for a conversation with someone who's accompanying you through a difficult time.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think the questions do a beautiful job of helping us look towards the light as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it is a it is a beautiful, essential, and simple book. Yes, I have very much appreciated reading through it a few times now. Yes. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to share with us before we finish today? Yes. So I think that as we continue with our new
1: normal, as we continue with whatever life brings us um, as a result of the things that are happening in this world economically or or health-wise, that we all continue to have that faith, that we all continue to look towards Jesus, our light, because he is our hope, and that although we all have this shared suffering it's not going to be with us forever. Mm -hmm. And what's so important is always to pray as Sophia said uh, to the Lord, to increase our faith
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and accompany each other through this because we are, we are one body. We are in this together. Yes, we are. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for sharing your thoughts and your wisdom. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I really hope that this episode was a gift to you as it was to me. I would like to invite everybody to please look at the show notes and take part in our survey that we have for everyone. It should take you less than five minutes to participate in the survey. It helps us to know how we can improve the things that we're doing well, the things that we can do better in order to serve you through this podcast. So please take a few minutes and let us know your thoughts about the podcast and answer the questions that we've provided for you. And if you take part in the survey before the end of the month, October 31st, 2020, you'll be entered into a drawing to win the book that we discussed today, Look at the Light Words on Loss and Love from Sophia Cavaletti. So please participate in the survey and maybe you can win this really beautiful book. This podcast is sponsored by the United States Association of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. We would like to thank all the contributing members because you are making this podcast possible. So thank you very much. If you would like to know more about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd or if you would like to become a member, please go to cgsusa.org. Thank you for joining us this week. We will see you in two weeks. Go and fall more deeply in love with God.